Hello, welcome back to Meraki Unboxed. My name is Simon Thompson. I'm the host of the show. Great to have you back once again. And uh, as I'm sure you know by now, Meraki Unboxed is a podcast we run every couple of weeks uh, where we talk about all things related to Meraki technology and life here at the company. Uh, we love talking to employees, but also to partners and customers. And up till now, we've actually achieved all three of those, and we'd love to do some more. So if you're interested in being on the show, uh, please reach out to your Meraki contact, and uh, maybe we can get you on with your story. Uh, but today's story is going to be a little different. We're introducing today uh, our IT director, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hello. And Ryan is super pumped about getting onto the show today. He approached me about this and, uh, and thought it would be a fantastic idea for an episode, and I have to agree with him. Uh, I think he's got a great story to tell uh, because, of course, uh, these folks at IT at Meraki are at the very front line of implementing our technology. Uh, they live and breathe all of the platform uh, every single day. Uh, so this is a perfect way to get into understanding uh, a little bit about that. And uh, really, I think of this as Ryan's story. He's got a fantastic story to share with us today. He's got a very long and a, a distinguished career in IT uh, and a, a very interesting story about how he came to join us here at Meraki. So we're going to get into that story. Um, but let's uh, let's get things started, first of all. Um, so, Ryan, you're the IT director at Meraki, right? Yeah, I've been, uh, I'm the IT director here. I've been at Meraki for, gosh, about six months now. Six months, you're almost yeah. veteran at this point. I know, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> after that uh, that wonderful intro, it's uh, <laughs> it's just exciting to be here. Yeah, it's a very well. How big is the team? I mean, give me an idea because it's mm. it's grown. I've lost track of the size of IT at Meraki now. Yeah, so um, over the past couple of years, it's um, gone up and down. I believe we are about sixteen people. Mm -hmm. um, it's pretty it's pretty small for an IT team yeah. uh, at a, a company of our size. Right, because we're up. Uh, how many employees are we now? We're over fifteen hundred, I think. At this yeah, point. I I think yeah, we'd probably be scratching on the door of two thousand if we're not past that yet. Right, it's wild. I mean, it's it's almost a nice problem to have to have forgotten how many people work here. I used to know the exact number. Yeah. once upon a time. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's not really IT. I sh I'm, I'm using the wrong name, really. We don't really call it IT. Obviously, that's a part of it, of course, mm -hmm. the technology side of things. But um, we, we generally refer to it differently, don't we? Yeah. So the the term that Meraki uses to encompass um, kind of what encompasses all, like, all the technology mm -hmm. that uh, Merakians use daily and what enables people to do their work is digital workplace. So that's a combination of IT and facilities. Yeah. Um, so uh, with that, uh, I co-lead the digital workplace business unit mm -hmm. with a, a gentleman named Levi who does an incredible job um, yeah. on the facilities team, leading that team. And then I handle the, uh, the IT technology part of it. Um, right. And throughout you know, roles on both sides. It's very cross-functional and teams work closely together and it's a incredible partnership. And it makes perfect sense. I yeah. mean, it's, it's all of the things that really are provided for employees here to mm. be successful and be able to do their work, the heating, yep. the lighting, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the lunches, the everything that we have here. It's, um, there's so much to bring together to make sure that we're as productive as we can be. Yeah. And I guess that's part of our vision here as well, isn't mm. it? To, to really provide solutions that support that digital workplace. Exactly. Yeah. Like really in an environment that allows people to do, you know, awesome work and do great things without uh, having to really stress it, you know, kind of the idea of simplify everything taken into the workplace. Yep. All right. So let's get into Ryan. Let's let's uh, let's learn a little bit about you. Tell us first. Tell us a bit about your background. You know, what, where, where have you been? What have you been up to in your career so far before you came and joined us? Yeah. So um, I I've kind of been all over the map. I came to IT from a uh, non-traditional 
non-traditional path. So my um, my education and my schooling is, you know, I went to art school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've worked in um, community programs with uh, with kids for a long time and did that, really enjoyed that. And then um, had a period of my career where I was kind of like wondering, you know, kind of what to do. You know, I'd always been a tinkerer. I'd always worked with computers and, you know, breaking computers at home kind of more than fixing them. Um, you know, I, I learned pretty quickly as a kid, like what to and what not to mess with in BIOS after like breaking our home computer. Um, so you became that person, the, uh, oh, yeah. the person at home who has to fix all the problems. Yeah, like we were we were pretty late on the block to get uh, a, a computer. And then when we got it, I pretty much immediately broke it. Um, right. Yeah, the, the um, IT guy at my dad's, the first IT person I ever met was actually the IT person of the company my dad uh, worked for. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, on a weekend was like, can you come and fix our computer that our son has broken? <laughs> um, you know, so. What kind of computer was it? Uh, it was an AST 386. Oh, wow. Yeah. 386, I remember. AST, that's a brand, right? Yeah, AST was a brand. They were yeah. a bit of like a, um, they would, my understanding was they'd take parts from like all the other companies, whatever was cheapest, yeah. yep. kind of toss it in and sell it as computers. So like the motherboard on Rev A would be from a different manufacturer as Rev B, right? But they still run the same stuff. Um, but yeah, it was it was great. I broke it often. Uh, learned a lot about that. Um, but yeah, so from there, so I always had this like thread of um, you know technology, working with computers, kind of my brain just works in a way that figures that out. And then this other side of my brain that is very focused on people and relationships mm-hmm. and kind of you know, positively affecting the the working lives and lives of others is like a value that drives me a lot personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was trying to figure out what to do after art school and I decided I didn't want to be an artist, um, I, I naturally kind of fell into retail and Apple retail specifically, like okay. um, working there. So, so yeah, like, you know, I worked my way from part-time sales to working as a genius administrator, just kind of like running the operations of a genius team in, in each store. Um, I was an early creative with Apple, which mm-hmm. is training. Um, for those out there that remember, there was a thing called ProCare um, that became... Oh, yeah. That yeah, about. yeah, like the old black card. Um, but yeah, so I was, did that. I, was, I think I was definitely in the first year of, of creatives and then transferred to working as a genius and did that for the rest of my career at Apple. That's always a, f- a fascinating story as well. It's the yeah. way that, that um, retail of technology was basically revolutionized by yeah. the Apple Store, wasn't it? I remember life before that, and it was, you know, like questionable, like mm-hmm. piles of computers in rooms and just no mm-hmm. marketing sense to it whatsoever. It was usually just uh, computer specialists, and it was always very nerdy. It didn't have a nice yeah. polish like the store has. Such a big change. Yeah, it was like the, the perfect spot for someone like me to, to blend those two pieces and like mm-hmm. deliver the same outcome of like, hey, your stuff's fixed, but do it in a way that kind of puts the person first, right? It's not just about right. fixing the technology, but it's about repairing the relationship, supporting other people, having people feel supported in like a time of need, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then from there, um, I, uh, a friend of mine worked in an advertising agency, reached out to the need a help desk person, and that was my shift into, um, I guess, the private sector, I guess, like kind of stepping away from like, you know, uh, um, working at the Genius Bar, helping, you know, 20, 30 people a day to having my own subset of like clients and users that I worked with on a longer term basis. Right. So then you get to build up those relationships, like you said, a little bit more consistently, perhaps. Oh, yeah. So, um, I mean, I guess that leads very nicely into 
talking about what what it is about IT that you like because I, I think you've you've set that out pretty well that it's yeah. uh, it's uh, it's that combination of those things and and definitely um, I mean I came up through a technology background as well and mm-hmm. and uh, also stumbled across it as a mm-hmm. as a sort of aptitude and and uh, and just found my way into it that way but you're helping people right and it has an impact on people yeah ex- exactly I mean you're you're nailing exactly what drives me about IT so. Technology, technology is like a broad identifier um, or a broad area has like there's many different ways that technology can improve people's lives. Right. I mean, you can be a developer making applications and making software or tools that people use that allow like their lives to be better. Or you can, you know, something like IT allows you to kind of bridge that kind of human component with the technology and making technology more effective, being people there with their kind of time of need and, you know, really kind of taking technology and applying it to the human piece of the the puzzle. Right. Um, it's like a mixture of like UX development and all kind of stuff. So um, so for me, um, I really like about IT is that it's, it's connecting with others on a personal level to drive business outcomes or mm-hmm. to drive, you know, a positive relationship between the person and technology. Um, I also really enjoy that it's centered in empathy, that in order to be successful in IT, you need to genuinely care or at least be able to identify with where someone's coming from, yep. with the issues they, they come with. Um, and it's know. not always easy, right? Because you're, yeah. you're trying to keep the lights on, you're busy, you're trying to keep the tickets down, and you've yeah. got you know, upset people coming to see you with uh, with these problems. And quite often they're under stress because they maybe yeah. got to get something done really quickly. Yeah, yeah. It's I a mean, steep learning curve. Like oh, that. my gosh. Yeah, it's it's like you really have to be able to to take a step back because, you know, when when you – when you have somebody coming to talk to you, right? Someone has taken the time to open the ticket or taken the time to come to the service desk or to come and talk to you directly. For you, it's just another person coming up. For that person, it's a time of need. It's a time of crisis. It's a time of, I'm trying to do this thing. I'm really, you know, I may have a deadline. You know, it may be something I've dealt with for, you know, months and I'm just now reaching out, you Mm -hmm. know, but for that person, that is like the the pinnacle, the point of their frustration. Right. And you, as somebody at the service desk, and why it's so important that, you know, why why I as a leader always try to take care of our service desk people as much as I can mm-hmm. is because for those people, their entire working lives, their experience with this technology, you know, begins with someone coming to them saying, this is broken, I need help, you yeah. know, and various levels of frustration. So, like, that, that empathy, that understanding, that, like, ability to... And the opportunity to be able to say to somebody like, it's okay, like we're gonna do this together. We're gonna right. partner on this, we're gonna solve this as a team, you're no longer alone, is like such a core component of IT for me that I just I just love it. I get to feed that piece of yeah. of my values that I care about so much. And I, I would have to say that of all the companies I've worked at, uh, this is the this is really a standout at, at Meraki. I mean, obviously I'm a little biased, but but genuinely, I, I feel like this is uh, this is a place where the IT and the digital workplace group are really part of the business. They are they are one with us. They are part of what makes this whole thing work. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, quite often it's it feels like it's a it's just a service. You throw mm-hmm. something over the wall and you get something back eventually, mm-hmm. uh, and it's something to be unhappy about. <laughs> and uh, quite often, the, you know, the, the the poor IT department is the rump of like lots of. You know, disparaging remarks, but uh, yeah. here I think it's very different because it's so because it's so integrated and so service oriented. 
Yeah, it's like the when you're interacting with IT, it's kind of like game day for our values, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and those are the times like it's really easy to to lean on like you know um, our our values of you know supporting each other and being there and simplifying everything and everybody mm-hmm. in and uh, those types of things when. Um, when things are good, right? You know, like you and I sit in a room having a chat, like it's really easy for us, like support each other and be there for each other. Mm-hmm. But those times of crisis, you know, when you've got, you know, someone from the sales team running up to you because they've got this massive presentation for, you know, that can like make and break, make or break their quarter, make or break like Meraki's kind of thing, you know, something right. like huge that they're fighting for. Yeah. Yeah. And then their laptop crashes and doesn't turn up. Like that's the time where we get to really exemplify Meraki's values, really drive forward like, what it means to be a Moroccan, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's it is both a massive, it, it's both a stressful moment and also a huge opportunity for us to shine and really give back to the business in a way that I think a lot of people don't recognize IT does. Yeah, typically I think that's absolutely true. Yeah. but I, I definitely think the approach we've got here is a very successful approach towards mm-hmm. overcoming that. It's a and, wonderful and, team. Yeah. We're very fortunate. Um, okay, so you obviously enjoyed this work so much yes. that you decided to develop your career fully here and, yeah. and go into the leadership side mm-hmm. of, of this. So tell me what it feels like running an IT organization. What sort of, uh, I'm sure you've got some stories, highs and lows, yeah. things that keep you up at night, the usual yeah. cliches, you know? Oh, man. Um, yeah, it is it is definitely daunting coming here. I mean, Meraki is... Um, for me, um, I feel like the culmination of all of these experiences in IT I've had in my career is like led to being like, I am IT director at Cisco Meraki. Yep. Holy crap, this is amazing and terrifying. <laughs> um, but um, thankfully, uh, everyone here has been super, um, super supportive, really yep. great with um you know, being there for um, for not just the team um, that's gone through, you know, a lot of transition, a lot of stuff has gone on and, you know, also um, being there for me, you know, and mm-hmm. um, all of us. So it's been made really easy by, um, you know, we've got really deep partners with security and with engineering, you know, folks like yourself on, you know, the marketing side and, yep. you know, things that have made things really great. So, so yeah, so we... We have offices um, around the world, so we've got an office in um, major offices in San Francisco, Chicago, London, and Sydney. Um, those are the big ones, and then mm-hmm. we have some like smaller, kind of satellite offices. People working out of Cisco right. locations. Um, that has been really exciting to kind of see already what the team has has done there with our you know using using Meraki uh, and our technology to support those offices and have them run on a you know centralized corporate network, yep. but also. Um, be able to look at the opportunities we have to kind of improve that stuff and, you know, help us scale. Um, you know, the uh, some really big highs that we've had so far or that I've had is um, hearing how well-loved, you alluded to this, but how well-loved the D- Digital Workplace is team by the rest of the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's felt absolutely incredible to come in and hear Every day, you know, a different person is telling me what great work the the team has done. Um, you know, it's a real big honor to be a part of this group and to be, you know, to be able to have joined. Yeah. Um, you know, so like standing in the back of a meeting, you know, watching a member of the team give a presentation, like a, you know, we're talk, we're transitioning to um, Office three sixty five for our calendar. Absolutely. Um, and um, 
you know, being able to stand in the back of the room and watch someone, you know, like like Julio on our support desk team, you know, stand up and talk to the organization and seeing everybody respond to that positively and seeing people afterwards telling them thank you and seeing that stuff and knowing yep. that, um, you know, see, like, knowing that the impact there is real and seeing that be delivered and seeing that be well received is, is a massive high. Um, same thing with like we have this idea of um, uh, connected recognition at Cisco and um, yeah seeing those things flow through people just pretty often are sending like saying things like Mark and Sam in our London office saying like, you're doing such a great job. I really right. appreciate you. So it's more than just words. People yeah. actually do take action. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. it's definitely, it's definitely been amazing just to see how much the, t- the team is as well. It's been a real high. I mean, there are, there are lows, you know, it's definitely not, it's not always all like roses and connected recognition. Really? Um, in an IT department? Weird. Really um, strange. Yeah. My, um, my first week, we had a, a power outage here at the office, and um, that was very, very exciting because we had all the power go out. I'm still like in onboarding stuff, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I had to dive in and, and help the team. And I want to say it was a low per se because uh, more of like an adventure uh, because it was really awesome to see all of the teams and their disaster recovery processes stuff. It's like we can no longer rely on the building; we've got to like Rice. work from home and stuff like that, and yep. see all of that go into action so quickly uh, and for the company not to skip a beat when that happened mm-hmm. was really like wow that's amazing that I'm here I've got my work cut out for me it's a whole nother level of, right. Of, right. Of, of stuff to do but um, but yeah I mean there's there's definitely late nights you know there's the team uh, has to has to do stuff and so when it becomes routine and that starts becoming really consistent that's that's when I I kind of like hitting my lows right of like mm. you know how Lows for me, I feel them a bit differently than the rest of the team because for me, it's like, okay, how can I help the team navigate through this? How can I help reduce this stuff? Right. You're supporting um, the people as well as the technology, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's been great. All right. So uh, let's let's get on to, I think, I think the part that I'm really excited to talk about yes. is this story of, <laughs> you know, how you, I mean, you, we talked about this before we hit the record button, you know, about how you fall in love with Baraki before you joined us. So it's mm-hmm. not like you you'd uh, you just discovered us and you'd applied for this job and suddenly you had to learn everything about Meraki. You were already a user of the technology. Yeah. And that's perhaps the most interesting aspect I really wanted to get into is like to to understand that story and how you how this all came about. So take it away. Tell us all about you. All right. Um yeah, so I've been using Meraki since um I believe right around if not pre-acquisition. Uh, 2012. Yes. Wow. So, yeah. So it's been, or at least been exposed to it. So I started my my experience with Meraki um, uh, working for a managed service provider, mm-hmm. um, a local one here in, in the in the Bay Area in San Francisco. And that MSP, um, aside from you know the uh, a lot of the clients and stuff like that that they they had that had their own different types of infrastructure that we would get out and have to support, um, they um, they also had uh, um, a managed service product that they would try to sell to customers, which was, you know, their network piece mm-hmm. that um, was um, based on Meraki. Okay. So I, um, going from like my help desk job to this consulting world, the MSP world, um, you know, I began my role as people calling up saying like Wi-Fi is dropping, this is not working okay, and logging into a Meraki dashboard to say, 
all right, let's try to fix what's going on with this client. Let's mm -hmm. troubleshoot this. Mm -hmm. You know, let's um, set this set this stuff up and experiencing it that way. Um, occasionally being dispatched to sites and seeing, you know, going to a, when I go to a client and I would see like the daunting, terrifying like Cisco gear, like you know, get out your console cable, let's log in. Yep. Um, you know, having those clients, but also having the other clients that you know were interacting with Meraki. Um, you know, and in, in, in seeing uh, people transition from kind of like, hey, we just opened our office and we tossed in this network thing we bought at Best Buy to, all right, we're ready for the next step um, and putting in Meraki gear and helping support that. Managed, properly managed equipment. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 a, um, it's an area of, for those of us who use Meraki on a day-to-day -day basis, is an area of Meraki that a lot of people um you know, a lot of people don't have exposure to, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people are, are doing it in-house, but as like a, you know, master's provider taking support calls, um, it's, a, it's amazing. So that was my first introduction to it, right? Just seeing like how you can navigate on dashboard, how you can go between networks and being like, wow, from, from here, you know, we can hit, you know, customer A, customer B, and customer yep. C. And you'd had the experience of doing this, Let's call it the hard way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with uh, like you alluded to, console cables mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. There's there's so much there to in the world of networks in particular that uh, I I I feel almost like I've become rusty because I've been mm -hmm. at Meraki for so long. But I do vaguely remember all this stuff, and it's it's a lot of hard work. Yeah, I mean the the it's it's definitely a I feel like a rite of passage for any uh, anyone in networking to um, not write the config to a switch and then reboot it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's uh, and and with Meraki, it's really nice to, um, you know, have have the ability to do that on a dashboard um, versus a console cable. But I, you know, I definitely did cut my teeth on a lot of <laughs> a lot of midnight dispatches to uh, to client sites. And you were doing so not in a in a sort of you mentioned MSP, but yeah. there's also this uh, more of the startup world where things yeah. are you know very fast moving. There's yeah. really no time to do to, you, to do anything super well. You've got to got to get it done as yeah. fast as you can. Yeah, and then the, the MSP was great because um, w the customers, the clients weren't always startups, mm -hmm. right? So it was like you would go to a, a you know a law firm that's got you know a big amount of you know, casework and things like that that are going through yep. massive court cases and their network goes down and, you know, their partners can't get this out or you go to a publishing company that's trying to hit a deadline. We had one client that um, was actually um, a newspaper printing uh, company down in like Los Angeles that, okay. you know, their network went down and I'm on call, really not knowing what to do. First line, you know, uh, getting a call at, you know, one o'clock in the morning on a Friday when their deadline, you know, is the next day and trying to troubleshoot a network issue and being thankful that, you know, we could use Meraki for me to isolate the components of the network to see why the server wasn't up. Right. You didn't have to get on a plane. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there, there have been situations I can think, I can remember where certainly, I don't think I've ever had to get on a plane to go anywhere to solve yeah. a problem, but I've definitely had to kind of get in a car and, and drive as fast as possible oh to, my gosh. Uh, to yes. the adjacent town or whatever it is to uh, to, to fix an issue. It's pretty, mm. pretty painful. So the, obviously you had a lot of opportunities, different different types of businesses of different sizes, different problems to yeah. solve, um, and, and, and some of those with many different offices as well. Right. Yeah, yeah. So um, after... Um, so one, one, one of the clients did with the MSP was my first introduction to like yeah. distributed office supports. And one of the clients had, uh, offices in, 
where were they at? They were in New York, San Francisco, LA, and I think they had like one or two people out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. But really, my first introduction to um, distributed like staff organizations was um, my my next role after that. So I okay. um, I went from um, working at that MSP to um, one of our clients. I went there. We got along really great. And um, they asked me if I'd be interested in, in joining. And um, I said, sure, um, but love the opportunity. Uh, and it was my first time like having the title of like, IT manager. Mm-hmm. Um, bit of a misnomer there because I was the only IT person. Right. Um, but I guess in a way I was managing. Um, managing. You had to manage your own time. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that, that organization had just, just recently been acquired by um, a much larger company. And uh-huh. they were... They were very interested in, um, you know, they so they had a very strong commitment to the developer community, and it was that was a new area of focus for the parent company. So right. it was, in order for this organization to be successful, which um, they have been, and in order for them to continue their commitments to the, the developer community in the way that they feel is best, right? They're the experts within this organization of how right. to support the developer. Yep. Um, they needed to maintain some like independence and autonomy mm-hmm. um, in order to to hit their hit their spot in the market. And definitely sounds familiar. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we're, we're we can at the end of this, it's like oh, Meraki. But yeah. um, but yeah. So when I came on board there, um, they. Didn't have anybody I was doing networking stuff to. Mm-hmm. We um, were opening a new office. So I joined right when they were about to open an office of like, it was like five floors. It was like mid construction. Like we had spec'd everything out except for the network equipment. Right. And uh, immediately I was thinking, like, how am I, me by myself, five floors of office space, you know, 400 people slated to be in this office. Um, 30 plus conference rooms, including an all hand space. Like that's a lot of network equipment that has to support that. Sounds that. pretty overwhelming. Yeah, it was massive. Yeah. Um, and so my first thought was, well, I can use like I can use Meraki. Like I know how to use this. Mm-hmm. I know of the things I've been exposed to that it'll get the job done. I can do it on my own um, without having to have this conversation with my boss at the time being like, Hey, I need help. You know, like I can just kind of dive in and do it. Mm -hmm. So I actually reached back out to the MSP um, that I was at before, asked them for help with specking the gear. Like I think we um, may have even um, procured it through them. I'm not sure, but essentially like a, give me a deployment, you know, let me hire a senior technician um, this guy, Mark, that I worked with there is a wonderful dude. Um, but Mark, um, to come and actually install the gear, set it up, do the initial configuration of VLANs, get it to a spot where I was comfortable with my experience of like dispatch, mm-hmm. you know, being the help desk call person yep. um, to support it. And then from there, really building, like I became I became like an admin of this Meraki network yep. that in many ways um, was the most challenging network even to date I've had to, to admin. In what sense? Um, so the the office um, was <laughs> five floors, uh, and it was it was this beautiful, beautiful historic building mm-hmm. that had a lot of concrete and a lot of like wood. So for those of you who may not be uh, like aware out there, is like the w- wireless networking is greatly affected by the areas that it's around and can and like this like the materials of the space that it's in yep. so concrete blocks wireless traffic and wood lets some traffic pass 
So um, as a result, where the APs were placed on each floor, because they were laid out in a way that were kind of like, you know, say there's like one, two, three, AP on floor one would have an AP on one and three. Yeah. Floor two would have an AP on two. Um, we essentially had this big ball of wireless that was, you know, from the basement, you could associate with the AP. Well, first floor, you could associate with an AP on the third floor. That's a headache. Yeah, it's a headache. Yeah. And um, so it was a big challenge to kind of figure out, like, how we're going to have good wireless performance. We have, you know, the company had a lot of non-standard clients, a lot of Linux endpoints, mm-hmm. um, which is another challenge in terms of, like, wireless administration because there's so many different ways you can customize, you know, a right. chipset. Right. Um, and so, you know, I leaned on Meraki support really heavily there. This is, like, where my love affair with Meraki support began, my deep appreciation for them because – you know, I'm sitting there and I've got printouts of our floors. I've got Sharpie circles drawn on it. Like I'm stacking them on top of each other, trying to make like a light box on my desk to to see how these circles fit in together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't have access to, you know, a deep bench of people in my MSP I was at before. I'm the only IT person in this organization. Yep. The engineers there are, you know, deeply technical when it comes to AWS and our customer needs, but not when it comes to wireless stuff. Um, And so, you know, the engineers um, and the support engineers here at at Meraki, like, saved my butt. Like, I must have spent hours on the phones with them kind of figuring out why are these clients not associating? How do I, you know, when do I use automatic channel channel selection? When do I use manual channel selection? Like, what is this thing called a DFS event? Like, I've never experienced these because I'm, like, working in these areas. So it's it was really challenging, but it really cut my teeth as an administrator and really can see how Meraki like allowed us to to really just get this done. Yeah. And, it, and Wi-Fi is I think so misleading because everybody mm-hmm. thinks they know it because they've got a they they've got a smartphone or they've got a laptop that uses mm-hmm. Wi-Fi and they've set it up at home. Mm-hmm. But you know, setting it up in a building with multiple access points, multiple floors, getting the capacity right, you yeah. know, avoiding those co-channel interference issues, that is not trivial work so any anything yeah. i mean that, that just getting that right and simplifying that is a major step right yeah and it's 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 constantly changing and moving it's it's more akin to um a dance than like science you right. know you got you kind of get it into this zone where okay we are we are set up we're ready to go the dance floor is set up we got the music queued up but once until you get out there and you actually start you know moving living and experiencing it um you know everything. So everything can change. Yeah, yeah. so true. I, I remember so many times um, when I was a an SE a few years ago, uh, being asked, you know, what is the how far does the signal go from this access point? And the answer is, how long is a piece of string? Right? Yeah. It, uh, because there is the theoretical. If you're in a completely open space, which is of course mm-hmm. what every every vendor provides you, and then there's this thing called the real world, mm-hmm. with like you said, <laughs> concrete, wood, glass, yeah, everything, uh, every kind of material, and so. It is definitely a bit bit of a mix of art and science, I think. I think yeah. In my experience. Yeah. And then the experience of like the end user, the person who's actually sitting at their desk consuming it, they don't know any of that, right? Like, right. well, some people do it. Meraki, we're fortunate that people really know that very well. But a company, you know, like that, it's just my laptop doesn't work. Like, why can't I get on Wi Fi? I'm trying to have this video call with somebody and it keeps dropping. What's going on? Like, yeah. my speed test is fine. Right. Um, and, and that's also, you know, comes back to the IT piece of it is, you know, that person's going to come up and be like, 
I have to talk to this customer like super like quick. It's really, really big for us. And you're like, okay, it's game day. Let's figure this out. Mm -hmm. And trying to navigate those conversations and, and figure that out. And just having, having Meraki in your back pocket when it comes to doing that dance and, and, and you know, figuring out how you want to do it is such, is such a, an advantage. It has been just, and especially there was just like a wonderful partner. Right. And then you moved on and you, and you, yeah. you had this kind of real startup experience, <laughs> right? It's a bit of a change from yep. uh, from this integration, yep. uh, which is an interesting story in itself. But um, what, what about the startup experience? Yeah, so I, um, I've i been fortunate to work at a few different startups in my in my career, but this one um, uh, was especially exciting. Um, they are a um, well-known uh, communications product, employee communications product, um, um, it's um, extremely well known. Extre I would say extremely well known. I would say uh, publicly known. Um, right. um, but yeah, so I joined there um, relatively early in their team. I joined as like the lead systems administrator over there, mm -hmm. and the group was like this: uh, uh, it was an established, close knit team, um, small IT team, and they were like along for the ride. You know, kind of like it had. Joined in, um, the gentleman leading the team, um, you know, was doing like a really good job kind of laying foundation for what the future would hold for the group. Mm -hmm. And he had decided to use Meraki for their networking toolkit. So I was great, excited. <laughs> like, I know this, like, Tick. you know, yeah, exactly. Check. Um, and so um, I joined in the team as a, um, you know, as a lead systems administrator. And at the time, the, they had an office in um, Vancouver and an office in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So joined the group, doing that. Um, within the first like week or two, um, the, a gentleman on my team that's kind of been like the network administrator because it's because they have Meraki. You know, they were able to have a single person as like your network admin. Um, mm -hmm. uh, gentleman on my team, he. Uh, told me he's, he's going to have a baby. So um, it's very, very exciting. Um, and uh, Mason, if you're old enough to listen to podcasts, hello, your dad is great. Um, <laughs> but um, so I'm in this position where I'm like, okay, awesome. We've got Meraki and, you know, the person I'm, I'm leaning on for help, Ben, he's out. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're opening like tons of offices. And, you know, I, th I think, you know, when it was all said and done, um, at the time we didn't know how he was going to do, but it ended up being like, 11 floors of office space in like oh. four countries in about nine months period of time. Ooh, uh, okay. And I, yeah, and I did that all with like my network as a new hire mm -hmm. with my network partner on paternity leave. Mm -hmm. So um, that was, a, that was an interesting challenge too, because we, we took this kind of two site deployment and had to create this global deployment that, um, satisfied like all of the requirements of our security team because the product was dealing with like sensitive information. It's take this stuff super seriously. So yeah, you can't sure. slouch. Um, and then we're also, you know, building like access control systems, you know, trying to figure out how, what it would mean when people get into the office, what are our cameras, how do they interface back with controllers and other sites? Mm -hmm. You know, what is wireless traffic like in each office? You know, every office has these different things. And then we're also like ramping up a lot of infrastructure outlaid very quickly, you know, so standardizing how we're doing stuff and how we're setting things up. Yep. So um, that, that deployment was where I, where I really became comfortable with the idea of, you know, make the purchase, get the order number from your um, your SE from you know the orders team uh, here at Meraki. You were already an expert by this point. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and you just you you pop it in, you add it to your network, you create your you know 
San, like uh, well, New York new office, mm-hmm. and that while that stack is in the mail on its way there, um, waiting to be um, you know installed by either a member of your team, yourself, or um, you know a contractor you've asked like, hey, can you just plug this in? Um, you're already pre-configuring it. You're applying your configuration templates. You've mm-hmm. already got stuff going on. You know, you're already from the moment that it plugs in, it is now a corporate network. Right. Um, and that that piece of it there, like, oh my gosh, like if I thought I used the support team <laughs> a lot there, it was, you know, support team was like another another member of our of our of our team and like really getting to, you know, lean on people in different countries, you know, be able to when I'm in Ireland, you know, call somebody um call somebody um, on the, you know, our support number yep. and know like it's, it's amazing how, how consistent the support team is here at Meraki, right. because it doesn't matter what country I call from Australia, Ireland, you know, Canada, U S or whatever, you know, regardless of the accent of the person on the other side, you right. know, whether like, you know, they're like a, a you know, a, a Brit in London or, you know, a, um, like an Aussie and we're Australia, like mm-hmm. they're, going to be supported they're going to be there for you and it really allowed this what what i think if we'd used any other tool would have been like a i would look on less fondly you know a time that was it was just exciting we got a lot done and we were able to quite often you can feel like you're on your own oh yeah with that stuff oh my gosh just navigating support yeah with some uh, I'm not picking on any specific vendors, but ones that I've worked with in the past, it's just, it, you just don't even bother calling them because it's, yeah. uh, it's just so painful just trying to navigate through it. Yeah, yeah. And then when Ben came back from from his leave, kind of midstream through this, and we started working on the stuff together, um, it was it was awesome because um, there was no kind of ramp up, right? It was like yeah. you know, just he just dove back in and was able to help out, and you know now like. The team has grown significantly. You know they're they're doing lots of really great things over there. But to be able to lay that foundation and be able to accomplish this real like wild growth time without the organization yeah. really missing a beat. You know, like when there were many things that are challenging about um, you know opening offices and and growing. But I feel very proud of, of the fact that when it was all said and done, the one thing that you could that I could say about every office that we opened that I was a part of. Um, is that the network was up. It worked. You know, there may have been some tuning mm-hmm. that needed to happen, you know, afterwards. We may have been like, oh, we didn't realize these channels were right. But the network was up. It happened. People were able to work. You know, the AV team coming in was able to do AV. The help desk team was able to build those tasks. And, um, you know, that's without Meraki, I don't know if I would have been able to do it. All right. And and I think that's that story is repeated very often with like quite a few of the guests that have come on have, have talked to us about, you know, how it's really enabled them to do that much more than they, they yeah. were previously able to with the finite amount of resource that they have, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So I, in your own case, obviously, you're building your career around this at this yeah. point, you know, and you're you're sort of developing uh, yourself. And so you, you continued on past management to directorship. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, like, if the jump from an IC to a manager is terrifying, the jump from manager to director is, whew, um, it's 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 nuts. It's hard um, to appreciate this stuff before you're on the other side of it. I feel yeah, like, yeah. Know. To like, to it's one thing to say, like, oh, you know, people can work. It's another thing to say your work is tied to an outcome and success of the business. You right. know, and like. That that is um, that's a lot of responsibility, a lot of weight, and um, definitely my my next role 
um, which was a, a startup kind of at earlier stages mm-hmm. uh, of their growth, still global. Um, I'm very thankful that um, you know the leadership there took a took a risk on me uh, and was was able to give me the opportunity. But yep. it's great. Um, but yeah, so coming in. Um, they they had a similar kind of story, right? We're growing, you know. They they're based in Australia, and so they're like we're opening offices in you know San Francisco. We're moving to bigger offices and yep. different places. We've got some groups that are in a um, you know shared co working space, you know, in other countries. So hey, we don't own the infrastructure, but you still got to manage network <laughs> outcomes and yes, stuff. And so yeah, so really kind of figuring this stuff out and figuring out how this all comes in and where where Meraki really comes into play. There is like it's a different. When you're responsible for staffing an entire program, it's a different calculation on, like, or a different approach you have to to headcount, right? And mm-hmm. how you how you choose to address that um, is, you know, depending on your perspective, it's different. So, so being, you know, in my the role before being able to say like, I wish I could just have all these like headcount. I just need all this like help, mm-hmm. and then you know having a manager that's considering like, how am I going to allocate this for the entire year, saying. It's tough, but hold on. Like we're in a tough time. You know, you right. you will get help. Um, you know, and now being in the position where I'm that person, that's like it's tough, but hold on. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to making a decision to like we're opening these offices quickly. You know, we've got this stuff going on. We, you know, they also hold you know uh, PII personal personal identifiable information. information yeah. Yeah. So like it's another kind of like high risk. You know, security is is really important organization. Mm-hmm. So I my mind went to Meraki. Right. Like we can small team. I was hired as a director was the second person on the team. Um, uh, and, you know, Meraki allowed us to open these offices, do these things, kind of institute for the first time a lot of some, you know, best practices for networking and like what it means to have a, an office of this organization. Yep. Um, and Meraki was, was core to that, right? He used a lot of the different um, experiences that I had gained at the previous org- organization there. And it's a smaller scale. Um, and something that was that was impressive to me was the the purchasing at the other organization put me into a tier where it was like I could call our account manager and you know middle of the night and you know he would answer and be there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's like a when you're buying you know eleven floors of office space stuff in a short period of time, like you know there's a there's a um, there's like a, a um, you know, a, I don't want to say like a red carpet, but that's like a different, it's a different level of service. And when you're buying, you know, like, cool, we're going to buy four APs this year and an MX, um, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a different relationship. And I was really, really surprised and really pleasantly surprised to see that, you know, the, the SE I was working with, um, was just as attentive and, you know, knowledgeable mm-hmm. is great. Support team is still there in the exact same way as it, as it was as like a, this massive enterprise customer as it was with this smaller kind of, you know, beginning our journey customer. Um, but yeah, I, Meraki is just really was, I don't think I could have, once again, I don't think I could have done it um, without yeah. Meraki support. And You'd obviously built the confidence at this point, yeah. Having been through this in various different ways, at yeah. The front, front line and and really be able to use it as a, as not just like a tool to outcomes, but as like a strategic advantage for our business as a whole, right? Like, right. you know, I'm able to say, all right, we can get a few other IT folks under our belt to handle support um, requirements in each office. We can, you know, look at what is our, 
you know, systems administration or infrastructure kind of stuff and, you know, share that load between you know, multiple people um, and uh, not at least initially have my second hire be my, you know, network administrator. We, yeah. we can kind of, yep. we can kind of share the load for, for a bit. Um, and also it's, it's great because I mean, as I experienced as someone who was like, at one point, like, oh, what is this thing? Like, who's Miles? Like, what is this icon? <laughs> um, you know, logging into Meraki and seeing where I've come to also gave me the confidence to know that I could put a junior help desk person in Australia um, and have them feel comfortable that they will be able to answer tickets, use their resources to get support, um, you know, if someone's having a wireless issue in um, in London. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's it's it was great. I like the way you referenced Miles there, but yeah. there's probably there's probably people on, who are listening who <laughs> don't know who Miles is. Uh, he's retired now, yeah. uh, but he was our um, he was our like, company mascot, if you like, uh, before we were acquired. So the old Meraki logo, you probably find it if you search online. Yeah, it's like a little green um, swish kind of thing with a little smiley face. Right, he's got a happy face, yeah. and it used to be like printed in, uh, mm. on the front of every single piece of Meraki kit. Uh, definitely a piece of uh, ancient history yeah. at this point, but it's very fondly remembered, <laughs> showing, of course. Showing my age. Yeah. Well, it shows how long you've been using the technology, for yeah. sure. It's definitely for real. <laughs> um, so I, I guess, really, if you think back over the, all these experiences you've had, uh, it, it's really... I mean, I'm a marketing guy now. I've I've seen both sides as well, but yeah. now I think about you know how we tell the stories about this stuff, and it's yeah. and this is part of why I love doing this podcast is, you know, trying to match reality to the marketing message. And it sounds like, I mean, really, you, it's it's the experiences you've had. Frankly, they give me a lot of confidence that the stuff we're telling the world that we do <laughs> is actually you know this is actually a real lived experience as well. Yeah, it's it's um, it's it can be. I don't want to get too like cheesy with it or too like stars in my eyes, you know, like about being biased. Like, mar- like marketing people do. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to take it too far because I'm also like a very much like a, a, a realist. But yeah. I, one of the reasons why I wanted to like to chat with you today, and one of the reasons why I believe so strongly in the partnership between like IT and marketing and getting this message out there, is is that we we have a tool and we sell a product that can really make a tangible positive impact on the lives of IT folk, mm-hmm. right? Of folks in a position like I've been in of you've got to do this massive task, outlay all these offices, do all of these things and headcounts coming, you know, like we are not quite ready to do this, this stuff yet. And you're kind of in this spot where you're, you have to make this choice of do I take on or what feels like a binary choice of administrative burden or, you know, completing my job and mm-hmm. IT folks, because we do this because we care about technology, because we do this because we care about people. Um, people end up spending so much of their lives, like just like just, hey, you know, I, I it's you know, I know it's a forty-hour-a-week job, but like I've got to work sixty in order to get this done, and I'm going to do it because I'm committed to this company, and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I'm going to do these things. And there's there's a lot of people out there that are like, well, yeah, you know, that's the way IT people should be, but I don't I don't believe that, and I think that um, IT people have a, a right to have a life just as much yes. as you know, you know, um, other folks do. 
Very reasonable. It, yeah, and I think I think having a product like Meraki and having an option out there on the market that it's not necessarily fit for everybody, but for a lot of people, you know, to be able to say like you are in this position where you're administering global offices, you're in this position where you've got a lot of stuff to do, and you've got a tool that will make that easier and reduce the administrative burden. Like mm-hmm. it's simplify everything, right? It's simplified. Yeah. Um, you know, I it was of course I'm gonna like jump at the opportunity to work at uh, an organization that delivers that message and that kind of a tool for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's weird to say that about like a, you know, a product, right? It's weird to kind of be in a position where you're like, clearly like I have an invested interest in people buying this stuff. Right. But even before I came here, um, you know, like having like, you know, call three o'clock in the morning with someone on support, you know, and you've been on there for six hours trying to figure out something with the office, you know, coming in the next morning and you know, it's like a big thing, Mm. you know, and knowing that like, I'm only going to get three or four hours of sleep that night and having something as silly as like my, my network provider there or my network having a a vendor on the phone. Helping you Uh, get through it. Yeah, it's it's a real thing, and yep. being able to bring that to people's lives is something I, I believe strongly in. Cool. Yeah. All right. So uh, obviously now you're at Meraki. Yes, and, I'm uh, here. You're, you're living the dream. <laughs> obviously, now. I'm excited about it based on that. You know, <laughs> quite, impassioned. Quite clearly. So, and, yeah. and it's amazing to hear all these stories about uh, the different aspects, if you like, the different mm-hmm. focuses that you've had, but all 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 the way through seeing the benefits of yeah. this, this technology, and now you're getting to implement it and bring this team together, yes. this digital workplace organization. So, you know, tell us a little bit about your experiences since you've been here and what what that's added to your. Uh, you know, what's been the net new thing for you since you've been at Meraki? And, mm-hmm. and tell us also a little bit about what's next for, for your team. Yeah. So, um, man, coming into this group, it's been so for those of you out there that have ever had a, a demo of a Meraki network, when you see when you see a demo of like the here's the Meraki corporate network from like mm-hmm. your, your sales engineer, or your, your, your salesperson, um, that is the Meraki corporate network. Like you're you were the real thing. Yeah. You are seeing what you know, my, my team admins. And so coming here to see, you know, the group of people that are, that are building that, the group of people that are ministering that and delivering, you know, support, um, is, was really cool. Um, it was very exciting to see that. Um, but also to see, um, this environment is, is very complex, right? We're using Meraki in ways that I haven't thought of using before, Mm -hmm. you know, we're using, you know, MXs in um, embedding them into to different sites in order to have different access, and you okay. know, and we're like you know, um, you know, using them for try like like load balancing and stuff when we have like high traffic areas, and you know, those are like really out of the box implementations that you know Meraki works great for, but I just never would have thought of my previous environment. So it's been really really cool mm-hmm. to see such a high performing team delivering insanely high performing results. Um, and doing that um, for users around the world, you know, it's 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 exciting that I get to be, I get to have the honor of helping kind of build the next generation of what digital workplace is and what the next generation of like IT means at Meraki. Mm. So, um, like, it's it's not something to say. It's a true honor to be here um, and to be a part of this team. Um, but yeah, so what's next for us is um, I think this year. Um, our focus is uh, on the support side, going to be really focusing on the people on the team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I, as I alluded before, um, I have a, have a in very deep level of respect for, you know, our service desk team. I really believe that 
um, the folks that are working directly with our end users and you know directly fielding those 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 concerns and and what's going on are the most important people on our team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the and, front line. Yeah, absolutely. And without them, you know, the company culture doesn't get shared out. Without them, people systems don't work. And without them, um, our goal of having employees feel supported just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really investing in in those people, looking at how are we leveraging them? Are we, you know, leveraging their efforts and their times and their um, their work? Uh, and then looking at our global footprint, right? Our, our teams in London, you know, set up in such a way that they're able to support the teams in San Francisco and the teams in Sydney and Mm -hmm. really kind of creating a um, true global. Yeah. True global footprint of support and like, you know, real kind of mesh thing. Like if you Simon are like traveling and you're in a time zone, it doesn't really matter if you, you know, open a ticket and you're from Andreas or Cody or, Mm -hmm. uh, or Nate that you get the same level of support. It's the same thing. And it's, it's the same outcome. So really focusing on how we can support each other within the team. We're also going to be stepping up our involvement with Meraki beyond just break, fix support beyond just like, Hey, my laptop's broken. Can I fix it? Mm -hmm. And, um, really taking a step into like training and workshops, uh, you know, really having us, get proactive with support. So like I mentioned before, we're making transition for calendars and emails. Mm -hmm. And we've been doing, you know, classes and things like that for people to join um, beyond just like brown bag lunches, but, you know, embedding ourselves in teams and having office hours and just kind of having a different kind of relationship with the business. Right. So really the thing we were talking about at the beginning. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, And then also we have a concept um, within Cisco and Meraki of customer zero, um, and uh, stepping in what customer zero is, is we are the first customers to trial like a new Rocky product right. or like a new, you know, uh, setting and dashboard. You know, we'll get it. We'll get it before, um, you know, uh, a way of management or something like that. What do you call uh, that? Eating your own dog food. Right? Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> For better or worse. Yeah. I, see how it tastes. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so when when it's when it's gone through the um the the rigors of testing a good example is the ms390 switch that was recently released mm-hmm. um once it goes through you know the rigors of it's okay it's ready we're ready to deploy it in a customer world we're the first customer customer zero yeah so um you know those types of programs how we can you know contribute more to that and also to make ourselves the same in the way i'm doing it right now make ourselves available to other groups in the in uh in meraki of um you know like you know, hey, I really would love to get my customer's idea on this. I'd really love to talk to an IT person, you know, as I'm, you know, going into the getting my quarter, mm-hmm. you know, what if I approach IT people this way? Hey, you know, Irene uh, on our on our orders team or our, our operations team, you know, what do you think about this approach? How does that sit with you as somebody that, that um, deals with folks like me every day? Uh, and just kind of really contribute to the business and deepen a relationship with the business and and really make some great business um, business improvement projects and business impactful projects beyond just the support we give. Like and you're I, doing all of this with how many people again? Uh, we um, what is it for? It's like sixteen. Yeah. 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 So we're we've got um, we've got a few open racks. Uh, okay. d- definitely go to the Meraki job site if you're interested in, in joining this this adventure. Um, we've got a few uh, open roles, and I think we'll be opening more roles throughout this year. And um, I'm I'm. My vision um, for this team and what we can really give to to the the businesses is, is is where I think um, IT sits in any 
successful organization. Um, you know, it's like a lot of people, a lot of some people, I don't want to say a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Some people um, would define IT as a cost center, um, you know, as like a, something that is just consuming right. this but does not return anything of value. Yep. You know, it's not like a sales team where you can draw a direct line and say, like, because we invested here, we now have this, you know, increased to our bottom line or like our, you know, what we bring to our customers or, you know, marketing team people know about us. Like there's a tangible result. Um, I do feel that. IT teams contribute to a, a business success based on like operations, the velocity of like how you can get stuff done, mm-hmm. you know, what it actually feels like. And a lot of like employee engagement, which is a big buzzword right now in, you know, in, in businesses and in business efficacy that people have seen the difference of like engaged employees result in better outcomes. Yep. Um, I think IT has a huge, huge piece of that and is a big lever you can, you can pull um, not just for, technology working, but we talk to people in their toughest times. Like we're the ones that are really representing yeah. the organizations. And I, I, honestly, I mean, I, I think you're almost underselling it for me because yeah. uh, frankly, we are so reliant on technology mm-hmm. to to achieve pretty much anything these days <laughs> that, uh, you know, it's it's absolutely vital. We talk about the the network being the central nervous system of the of the mm-hmm. business and you know that that means tending to. So you you guys, you, I mean, healthcare. It's not a great analogy, maybe, but uh, <laughs> but but you know, you're 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 keeping everything healthy and you're enabling the body to function. It's it's fundamental to yeah. to every business, I think. Yeah, and I and I think that um, you know, using that healthcare analogy, I would like it to be more akin to you know, like the. NHS or was it in Canada in terms of healthcare? <laughs> um, you know, where it's Let's not getting to that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but but really like a situation where it's a, it's a um, available to you. We're keeping the health of the business running, yeah. and that as an employee who works here, it's um, you know it's our responsibility to keep the business healthy, mm-hmm. and um, like anything that needs to be supported, that needs to be grown, needs to be cultivated in order to have the fruitful you know results of like healthy employees, healthy work environment, healthy, you know, everything that's going right. on. So so really this year, it's like to to grow our teams, change our relationship with the business, to to really, um, you know, help us connect in the center of the business. Um, and then for the for the IT team specifically, but for all of Meraki, try to make this like the just really the best place to work. You know, right. I, I feel for me, I came into this super excited and I'm still very excited. And it is like the honor of my career thus far to be able to give back to an organization and to work in an organization that's meant so much to me um, and to like really try to change the world of IT in a way that I feel is it's a lever that I can pull yep. from but you know my background and opportunity I have but to, to really for our digital workplace team and um, the the really hardworking folks on that group to have them feel that same excitement, to have them really feel that the mm-hmm. the impact that they're giving to everybody is is really felt. So I think it, you convey it so well in your energy and the way you talk about all of this stuff. I think uh, it it really um, leads us on to the I, I guess the, <laughs> the, the, the the maybe the final part of our conversation today is around uh, the folks who are listening who are mm-hmm. maybe you know poking around looking at uh, looking at different jobs and career paths that they could consider and maybe they're thinking about a career in IT yeah. uh, frankly i mean you're just listening to you talk it's an amazing sales pitch for for going into <laughs> IT but you know any any thoughts or reflections about you know what people might uh, you know what what sort of advice you might want to give anybody considering uh, working in IT and the same doing the same kind of work and making the same kind of impact you guys do yeah um, that's uh, 
Yeah, I, I feel very passionately about IT. I mean, as somebody as somebody who comes at it from a non-traditional background and like our team, um, it's actually really funny. Um, our team has a lot of like performing arts majors and like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, uh, people with like art backgrounds and like non-traditional technical backgrounds doing um, a lot of technical work. Um, you know, I, I see there's two like major factors in terms of like IT. There's the one is the relationships that you build with people. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, um, the tools you have in your, you know, toolkit to support those people, right? The technical piece. And so um, I see IT as akin to a trade um, in a way that it's something that um, schooling is great. Like you can show up for a help desk role with a CCNA, um, you know, well, you'd probably be very qualified with like an A++ um, or like a network plus or something like that, um, a certification. But um, that that only gets you part of the way. A lot of it is the experience and like working through the job and, you know, re, re working with people when they've got stuff coming on, you know, using your resources to kind of grow your, your depth of knowledge to be able to support people. And that's something that only comes through exposure. Yep. And how do you get that exposure? Um, and for us, when we're hiring people that are interested in it or they're beginning their careers or beginning their journey, um, we're looking for people that, um, really care about what other folks have got going on mm-hmm. and, you know, lead with empathy and a lot of stuff they're going on. To, um, but we're a lot, they lead with empathy in their relationships with people. That's a better way to say it. So when they connect with somebody and they hear what's going on and they hear, you know, someone's issue, they're solving for the solution, the cause mm-hmm. of it, not mm-hmm. the specific, you know, right. like thing that's going on. Someone coming up saying, I need a new laptop. Well, Someone that's going to solve and say, you know, sorry to hear your laptop's not working well. Like, what's what's been going on? How can I help you with this? Like, what is leading you to this conclusion? And being able to meet someone on that journey and work with them and have that that level of, you know, communication skills, you know, clearly and concise and friendly communication with that person to bring them along, you know, on that really stressful journey, um, you know, being like welcoming and kind, but also assertive, you know, because there's stuff like that that comes up that you have to tell people no and you can, you know, just like with a sibling or something like that, you can say like, no, this is, you're not getting this, right. um, but you can do that in a way that shows that you still care about the person. Right. You know, you don't have to be yeah. a jerk with it. Yep. Um, you know, and so just really focusing on the soft skills with an interest in technology and a desire and a hunger to learn more and a willingness to say like, I don't know, let's find out, Hey, can I work with you? Can you help me? Yep. Um, those are the things that we look for in 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 folks getting into the the IT game. Um, cool. That being said, the more you can expose yourself to stuff, the more you can tinker, the more you can try things out. You know, get a Raspberry Pi and you know uh, set that up, and you know try to automate your home and figure out that stuff. And the more you can increase your 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 Google Foo, you know, you're googling to find mm-hmm. solutions and. You know, looking at Stack Overflow to find this like weird solve for edge cases and how you can relate all of this technology and all those things you've tinkered with, all the things you've, you've tried to do and figure out um, to fig- help yourself, how you can relate those to helping others. Yep. So, And that's I, that's what I think has been the best takeaway from today's conversation. For me personally, it's it's just getting away from this idea of, of IT as the break-fix people, mm-hmm. the, the folks who are just going to you know uh, deal with a problem, try and get things working again, to being 
much more of an engaged partner with the business and yeah. and really working together with the employees so that we feel like one team. And that's uh, that's really been a, a phenomenal success, I think, here at Meraki. And uh, I think you're doing amazing work, Ryan. So oh, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing sharing the story with us today. Yeah. Um, so we're going to wrap things up now. I want to thank, uh, obviously, Ryan, but all of you as well uh, for joining this uh, this podcast, listening to this. It's been a long one. So we've, we've been talking for quite a while now, but uh, hopefully you found that interesting and engaging. It's quite a story. Uh, hearing all of these different ways in which uh, Meraki has made a difference to you know one career in particular, uh, and perhaps it's making that difference for you as well. I'd love to hear some feedback um, to hear what you're experiencing with the technology, what you'd love us to talk about here on the podcast, uh, whatever you have on your mind. I want to hear it. Tell us what it is. So uh, you can find me on Twitter at Meraki Simon. Uh, that's where I hang out most of the time online. But you can also, of course, share your thoughts and comments in the Meraki community. It's a great place to engage with your peers, other people who are doing the same thing, going through the same experiences uh, that you are. So that's community.meraki.com. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another episode of Meraki Unboxed. Uh, So until then, have a great uh, couple of weeks. We will speak to you again very soon. Bye-bye for now.